We have recently organized to join CNA. We had a lot of staffing issues, um, patient safety issues, and we nurses weren't really being listened to. We weren't having our voices heard, and we didn't feel like we had any power in our workplace, despite being on the front lines of patient care. Since Sutter bought our hospital about four or five years ago, things have rapidly declined. We have really poor staffing most of the time. We are asked to break ratio constantly. We don't get our breaks. It was something that we just couldn't tackle on our own. We needed help. The answer was CNA. CNA has worked with us endlessly over the last seven months in helping us organize and push back on management. nurses at Memorial Medical Center are organizing to provide safe patient care. Presently, Memorial Medical Center violates the staff-patient ratio laws by giving nurses more patients than they're legally allowed to do. We are trying to retain experienced nurses to take care of the patients that are so ill these days. We are losing experienced nurses by the handful on a regular daily basis. Some of the people that had been anti in the beginning, one the other day said she's ready to wear red. And she was one of our most, what do you want it, prominent people out there going against CNA. And now she's filled out an ADO and putting red on because she sees the changes that are happening and how everything is affecting us all. Welcome to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs. On Thursday and Friday, June 26th and 27th, a vote will be taken to see if RNs will win the fight to become unionized at Sutter Memorial Medical Center in Modesto, California. This has not been an easy fight and has been two years in the making. Today, I'm going to be talking with two RNs who love their job and their patients and never imagined they would be fighting so hard to do what they think is right for their patients and fellow nurses. Melanie Thompson and Sharon Waite are here with us both today, and they're my heroes. Both are RNs in the ICU at Sutter Memorial Medical Center. Their participation in the fight to organize with the California Nurses Association, National Nurses United, was prompted by what has been happening around them. Little did they know what courage it would take to fight for what it is they know. My name is Melanie Thompson, and I was born in Minnesota. When I was two, my family moved to South San Francisco, just south of the city by the bay, and there we remained. I moved to Modesto about 25 years ago with my then very young family and have been here ever since. I had a prior career with a Bachelor's of Science in my field of expertise. My decision to change careers was really influenced by my parents, both of whom are now deceased. My father died after a relatively short illness, and my mother had a slow decline. With both of my parents, I watched how the medical personnel interacted with them and what a difference that interaction made. I wanted to help people, and I wanted to make a difference. Nursing was the career for me. I treat every older patient as I would have wanted my mom or dad treated, and now that I am older, I treat the younger ones as I would want my children to be treated. To me, I stand in for this patient. I am their advocate, their protector. I know a patient should not need a protector, 
but sometimes it feels that way. Hi, I'm Sharon Waite. Um, I wasn't one of those who always dreamed of being a nurse. Born in San Jose, I got married at 18 and moved to western New York and worked as a secretary until my children came along. We lived on a small farm, and after years of caring for crops, cattle, children, and gardens, I figured out I liked to solve problems. After reflecting on life, I went back to school and graduated at 50 with my BSN here in California. I've only worked at Memorial Medical Center in Modesto. Uh, been there for 16 years now and 15 years in ICU. I love my job, I love my coworkers, and the chance to help patients and their families regain their footing after illness. For most of the 15 years, Memorial has been a great place to work. For a large regional medical center, we still felt like a community hospital with neighbors, staff, caring for neighbors, patients, and their families. Our leadership was almost entirely homegrown, but our management team was forced out for the most part within the last year and replaced with yes men. The changes that have occurred over the past two years are sad and disturbing on so many levels. When you see your hospital change almost overnight and not for the better, you can do two things. You can do nothing or you can fight. I chose to fight for what I think is right. Sometimes you have to fight for your patients in ways you never thought possible, and this is one of those times. Welcome to both of you, Sharon and Melanie. Thank you so much for coming to the studio to talk with us, and thanks so much for sharing your stories. Very moving. Thank this you. is one of the things I love about nursing is everybody is a real full-blooded person with a whole story attached to them. So the first question I'd like to say, what's it like to live in Modesto? Just tell us a little bit about your community. <laughs> warm. Uh, very it warm. Is warm. Yes, it, it is warm. It is hot, hot, hot. Uh -huh. Um, as cities go, it's fine. I'm just not a city girl, so I live on a small farm outside of Oakdale, which is the cowboy capital of the world. And I love how you transitioned from being a farm person yes. and taking care of that to a bigger scope, to yes. getting that there was more to take care of and that you could actually do more with that intellect, yes. which, is, which is a lovely thing. I love you going back to school at 50. My mother also became an RN, was a CNA for many years. We went to LBN school together and she got her RN at 50, mm -hmm. which was really nice. It's nice, I like senior nurses. I like senior folks coming into nursing. Yes. So great, so what do you think about Modesto? Well, let's see, it's been 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, I've watched it grow. Yeah. And some of it's, I think, been good. I think people who've lived there for a while would say that some of it maybe wasn't so good. Yeah. But it is quite a community. You you do know everyone, you know your neighbors, and it's amazing how many people I know I wind up seeing in the hospital. Maybe not as mm -hmm. patients, but they're visiting. So these are my neighbors. This is an extended community for me. And you know, you want to give them the best care possible when they come in. Which was what was so nice about the both of you presenting your story because in your community, because it is a smaller mm -hmm. uh, rural area, um, you know everybody and everybody knows you. And uh, it's so nice that that hospital used to have the family feel. You knew yes. everybody, your management team was homegrown. I particularly like that. Mm -hmm. Coming from the ground up always, in my estimation, produces a better manager. They, because they were exceptional. Yeah. Exactly, they were very and, and good. so sad. So um, why did they take away all the management staff? because the managers we had in place would not have liked yes. 
having to preside over that kind of a decimation of patient right. care. Yes. Yes. They were homegrown. One mm -hmm. reason why I went into ICU was because of the manager who was there at that time. Mm -hmm. And when she was promoted, she was made the director of critical care services, which was intensive care, the step-down unit, telemetry, cardiac telemetry, mm -hmm. and the emergency department. Right. But she was still, her office is right outside ICU. And I can't say enough about how it is to be a nurse, and I'm sure you both could speak to this, and have a manager who's been there, mm -hmm. who's done oh. what you've done. Yes and then becomes a manager mm -hmm. because that's real support. Mm -hmm. That's yes. somebody who's been there and knows what you need and gives it to you yes. and can bridge between that and the higher senior management. Right. That's yes. a more effective system for sure. It is. So you both work at Sutter Memorial Medical Center in Modesto, California, ICU. Fast forward two years to today and your fellow nurses are about to vote for or against having a union. What happened to make both of you join this fight? Well, I started early on with the unionizing. In fact, I can still remember picking up the phone and making the phone call. Mm. And my hand was shaking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a really scary thing to do. Yes. Because I had no experience. Mm -hmm. I'd done a lot of research, but I knew nothing with the actual experience. And to even think about joining a union to start organizing was a huge step. Mm -hmm. You know, they say if there's nurses outside, there's a reason why. For nurses to decide that they needed a union is a huge, there's huge issues. Mm -hmm. Most of them revolved around we lost all of our um, management. Mm -hmm. And new management came in. And that really wasn't a problem. You give people a chance to, you know, show you what they've got, how mm. they're going to lead. and But then other things started to happen. Suddenly, our staffing grid changed. Mm. And suddenly, we, our monitor techs, as she said, we have three separate areas in the ICU. And suddenly, instead of a monitor tech on north and a monitor tech on south, we had one mm. to take care of 24 patients. Mm. Um, so you began seeing changes in quality patient care. Right. Yes. And so for people to understand when you have a monitor tech, especially being in ICU, um, intensive care is uh, very, people are there because they're very, very sick. So they need very close monitoring. So they have lots of machinery hooked up. There's lots of things you have to watch. So as a nurse, you don't have the time to be away from that critically ill patient to watch a monitor. And you actually need someone else to do it. Right. And if you don't have somebody, if you have one person watching 24 monitors, let me tell you, it is very easy to miss an incident, to miss uh, an irregular heartbeat that could start a very fast rate. Um, it, those kind of changes make a big difference yes. in your lives and in patients' lives. Right. And that was the ICU. You know, we're all separated ICU, telling we don't get a chance to talk a lot, but yes. I would be taking patients out. You know, they were getting better. I'd take them out to the main part of the hospital, and I'd hear from nurses, oh, we're all, we're all short-staffed. Everyone's got out on the telemetry floor. They're only supposed to have four patients. They'd all have five. Well, did they call someone in? Mm -hmm. And it would happen day after day after day. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, this is putting, there's a reason we have ratios. It's mm -hmm. A, the law, but B, it actually gives you better patient outcomes. Mm -hmm. And instead, it saves lives. It saves lives, yes. yes. Pre-institution of the Patient Safety Safe Care Act 
the death rate was much higher uh, than when that was instituted. So much so that other states are following our lead. And it makes because this is sense. good patient care. It yeah. is. And once it again, when a is. hospital begins to cut corners, there's one reason they do that, and that's to increase the profit margin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Off the sick and dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What made you decide to get into the union or decide to start this fight? As I said, I joined fairly late. And what I saw with the right sizing was the, the increase in labor that, and time that nurses had to spend doing CNA-type jobs, for instance, delays in getting labs drawn. And I've seen um, it used to be that if a patient had physical therapy orders, they would get physical therapy twice a day during the week and mm-hmm. maybe once mm-hmm. a day on weekends. Mm-hmm. Now they're lucky if they get a daily treatment, one, and on weekends, forget it. The physical therapists that we have are doing evaluations of patients who have new orders for physical therapy. Mm, so painful. And that's just an example. So here's a question. If Sutter's interested in patient care and supporting nurses and hospital staff, why would they be against the union? Well, they wouldn't be. I mean, the only reason yeah. Sutter is against nurses unionizing is because they're going to lose power and money. Voices who Nurses who are union have a voice. And then with a voice, you have a contract. And with a contract, you have power. You have a say. And they're going to lose money, not because nurses want raises, but because probably we're going to request more ancillary staff to help out. We're going to request that instead of using just per diems, that they put in more full-time jobs. And that means benefits. Mm -hmm. So... And ultimately, when you say that, because I I really want to drive this home to our listeners, um, so much this is not a fight about money. This is a fight about patient care. This is a fight about doing what we were uh, brought into the profession to do, which is care for our patients. And if you think that this doesn't matter to you, you would be wrong. Sooner or later, your mother, sister, brother, child, grandparent or yourself is going to find yourself in a hospital and I dare say if you find yourself in a non-union hospital you're going to get not as well as fast as if you're in a unionized hospital where they're watching safe patient ratios it's it's just that easy